Welcome to Truthiverse, the number one podcast for free and discerning minds. I'm your host, Brendan Murphy, author and founder of The Truthiversity. As a freedom hacker and truth addict, it's my job to help you reclaim yourself from illusion and live in your power. Living in truth sets you free to holistically upgrade your entire life so you can explore infinite possibility. Join me as we hack our way to a higher evolution. Truthiverse is officially sponsored by The Grow Network, founded by Marjorie Wildcraft, who is the female leader in the survival and preparedness space. With the food supply under attack worldwide and more uncertainty than ever, you may want to check out her free You Can Grow Food webinar. It'll show you how to grow loads of food as fast as possible, even if you have no experience, are older, or just plain out of shape. Check it out for free at brendansbackyard.com. All right, ladies and gents, welcome to this episode of Truth of Us. This week, I'm bringing you some experts in the realm of microscopy, and we're going to talk about this particular branch of it. These guys have been in the game for decades, and their dad was a pioneer in this field. He was a big deal, kind of a big deal, and uh, we're going to talk about why that is and who these guys are. Welcome to Adam Biggleson and Josh Biggleson, the dynamic duo <laughs> behind Holographic Blood, carrying on the dad's legacy, Harvey Biggleson. Um, guys, welcome to the show, and man, where would you like to kick this thing off? Good question. Where do you want to go, Josh? Well, thanks for inviting us on, first of all. It's a pleasure. Yes. Happy, yeah. happy to be here. Were you just caught in naked and afraid, Brendan? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was, uh, well, de- it's a, uh, in my mind, it's a Ron Burgundy thing. <laughs> oh, kind of a big Ron deal. Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Kind of, kind of a big deal. <laughs> I appreciate that, too. Um, yeah, whatever you want to do, Adam, if you want to give him a little background, we can blaze through some of that. You know, knowing that a lot of the background stuff can be seen. Uh, through some of our stuff that's already out there so let's let's kind of give a background who we are and then we'll we'll go from there and answer any questions you got there brendan yes that's good all right what's the background guys what do people need to know about what you've been doing and what your dad did background well i got a little presentation i'll do a screen share here real quick and assuming my technology is working well all will be awesome and let me know what you guys are seeing on your end anything at all yes you're seeing my presentation we got it Okay, so this was a uh, part of a presentation I did at the European Congress of Integrative Medicine, which was kind of cool in uh, Barcelona. Um, <clears throat> holographic blood analysis, a 40-year review. So as we say this and start this whole experience off, what I'll tell people and what we tell people is what we say a lot of times are things you've never heard before. And a lot of times it's the exact opposite of what you've heard before. But the reality is this is not what we think. This is what we know from repeated experience. All right. Our dad for 40 years was involved in this work and 25 years with the microscope and the terrain paradigm clinical success. All right. Um, And we are calling this the terrain paradigm because these are the laws of nature, not the terrain theory. All right. So as we take a look at what we've got going on, the first thing we have to do is tell you a little bit about our dad. Now, our father was, oh, he was a unique individual. He was a Vietnam trauma surgeon. Um, When he got into medical school, he was accepted to medical school after three years of college. He was very, very high functioning, basically. Um, At the age of 10, I think, they gave him a math placement test, asked him to do the test at the page 44, and he did the test on page 444, and he got 100% without showing any work. So, of course, he was accused of cheating, and he was given another test, and he got 100% without showing any work. So very high functioning. My brother, my sister, and I all cried as children with our dad trying to help us with our math homework. It was like a different language to him. (laughs) So he wanted to go to medical school. He got into medical school after only three years of college. 
um, when he went into medical school, he would ask questions and they would say, read the book. And he would say, I, I think the book is wrong. And one of the things he talks about a lot was the first days of medical school. The first day, Josh, yes? First day, or uh, the first few hours first of medical day. school. Yeah. They put words on the board like homeopathy and acupuncture and chiropractic and proceeded to make fun of it. And what he said was he was told that these people know nothing. What you're going to learn is everything and you will be a god. All right. So he questioned them. He didn't get answers. Uh, after medical school, he was drafted to Vietnam, and he went to Vietnam and saw the lies that the government was saying as far as Vietnam was concerned. So he questioned his schooling. He questioned his government. As he was in Vietnam, his hospital had a 98% survival rate in a time of war. When he came back from Vietnam, he saw that the United States hospitals were not having that type of survival rate or success rates. So now he's questioning even more. Um, he went on to become an eye surgeon. Uh, he was a rich eye surgeon at a young age and had all the things he had ever wanted. We didn't have art on our walls. We had artists paint on our walls. And he was near suicidal. So at one point, our mother says she wants to go see a psychic. And she goes to see a psychic. Psychic says, I need to meet your husband. And introduces dad to the work of Edgar Casey. Now, as this is happening too, um, Josh, if you want to talk real quick about the retrobulbar injection experience. Oh, yeah. Um, so a client comes to him with a, an eye issue and all he could recommend was surgery because that's all he was taught. So the client says, no, I'm going to, you know, go try something different. Goes to some alternative witch doctor who does a retro bulbar injection. So they pushes the eyeball to the side, injects homeopathics into the back there and fixes the case. So my dad's thrilled. So he goes and learns the procedure. Um, a few months later, somebody comes in with the same, same issue. He's so excited. He's going to do this procedure, does the procedure, pushes the eyeball to the side, fixes the case. So the client is thrilled, totally thrilled. So um, the client had been to six different doctors who couldn't fix her. So she went around to all of those doctors to tell them what my dad did. And every one of those doctors reported my dad to the medical board. So this is the first time he gets in trouble for helping people. They didn't care if the person got better. We've got documentation of that too. They just only care that he didn't do it their way. Yeah. 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 So it's been a very interesting life for us at this point. Um, so this was the first time dad got in trouble. And what we say is it wasn't the last time dad would get in trouble. Um, if I look at real quick, as he's doing this, him, sorry, I charges brought against him for illegible handwriting. He said one of the few things they taught him in medical school was how to sign your name really badly so your name could not be tracked. They actually <laughs> taught him that in medical school. Wow. <laughs> and then charges brought against him for illegible handwriting, which got thrown out of court, but we had to pay to defend it. <laughs> yeah. And e even as a kid, you know, my teachers would say, Adam, your handwriting is horrible. And I would say, oh, my dad's a doctor. And they would just laugh. Even the judge thought that one was a joke. Um, so it was interesting, too, because he started to get in trouble. Right after, um, right after he did something interesting, he found out about Edgar Casey, and he took the family from New York, where he was making tons of money, took a 70% cut in pay, moved us out to Arizona to be a part of the ARE clinic, which was an Edgar Casey clinic. And as he was there, he was having a great time. He was really learning a lot of stuff. I remember as a kid, he would come home just super excited. You know, today this person came in with this, and we did this, and this happened. And it was really neat to see him just thrilled with what he was doing. Now, as he was doing this, there was, this is in the 80s, the late 80s uh, and early 90s is when he started to really pick up steam. But at that point in time, anyone could call themselves a homeopath. So there was really no regulation of this kind of experience or whatever. But what dad did was he got together 
with some of his friends and ended up working with Governor Bruce Babbitt to co-author the Arizona Homeopathic Medical Practice Act. So what he did was he wrote a law and that law separated the AMA, the American Medical Association, from the AHMA, the American Homeopathic Medical Association. And our dad gave out the first um, homeopathic medical licenses in the United States. He was the first president of that board. And what he did was made sure the homeopaths had anatomy background. There was a woman came up to him at one of these conferences and said, you ruined my, my career by that law. And he said, go take an anatomy class. If you don't know how the car works, get your hands off the car. So he did something to legitimize alternative medicine. In 1986, he was actually Hans Nieper Man of the Year. He was recognized for doing more for the advancement of alternative medicine in the United States than any other individual. Hmm. So he gets recognized. He creates a law. He gets in trouble. He got, he got brought up on charges of curing someone by illegal means. Now, with what's gone on in the world recently, okay, I know we have documentation that the American Medical Association does not care that you get better. With, the dad's, with our dad's case, they only cared about what he did. They mm -hmm. did not care that the person got better. Yep. So that says quite a, a bit about who we trust these days, right? Mm -hmm. um, so meanwhile, as time goes on with dad, uh, I get sick. Um, there was a point in time where I'm about to go to college in a week and I get mononucleosis. Isn't that a virus, Josh? Dun, dun, dun. And we started on it's that. It's contagious. <laughs> <laughs> it's contagious. Uh -huh. So I get mononucleosis. I get it so bad, I'm showing minor signs of hepatitis. All right. Wow. I can't breathe. My tonsils are so swollen. I just wanted someone to cut, cut a hole in my throat so I could breathe. So dad finds a German physician working on an Indian reservation. All right. He's known as the Great Spirit. And this German physician actually flew in the Luftwaffe. He flew in Hitler's Air Force. So you now have this ex-Nazi working with our father, who's a Jewish doctor from Brooklyn, right? Um, and he, well, we, we missed the Gaston Essence thing, Josh. Right before this, dad was taken on a trip around the world uh, by a man named Burton Goldberg. He was taken with several other physicians to experience alternative medicine around the world. And he ended up in Canada with a physicist named Gaston Maisons. Some of your listeners and viewers may have heard of Gaston Maisons before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and dad got to look into Maisons' microscope. And when he looked in that microscope and he saw the living blood, he got chills. In Western medicine, they stain the blood. They fix it for immortality. So that slide always looks the same. They don't look at the live blood. When dad looked in that microscope, he knew he had to learn more. There were things there he'd never seen before. He was thrilled. So he came back to the States after this trip and he doesn't know what to do. And this is when I get sick. So he finds this German doctor, Friedrich Plogue, who's on an Indian reservation and he uses the microscope. He brings him in on my case. He looks at my blood. He takes some of my blood and mixes it in this huge like horse syringe with some other remedies. He has me put it in my hand and has me think happy thoughts. And he shoots it with a laser. Uh, he says, say, ah, I have this, I can see this vividly as I'm opening my mouth and there's a needle this big with my dad here and the ex-Nazi over here. It was like this weird horror movie I've seen before, you know? <laughs> um, but he injected my tonsils and then he injected the rest into my butt and he told my dad, um, Adam's going to be fine. He can go to college. The next day, my white cell count was down miraculously. My swelling was down. The coloring of my tonsils were back to normal. And four days later, I went off to college. 
And my dad said to Dr. Ploeg, you're going to come work in my office. So he studied Dr. Ploeg's cases as much as he could. The Berlin Wall came down. Dr. Ploeg went back to Germany to find his family. Dad's lost. All of a sudden, another German doctor walks into our office, Silke Friedrich, four foot tall, high heels, big red hair, flowing cape, and a diamond encrusted cigarette holder. And she says, I am here. We have no idea who this person is, where she came from, but she works with the microscope. So as she works with the microscope, she's doing things with dad that dad doesn't totally believe. Um, there's a patient in the middle, dad on one side, Silke on the other side, and dad would look at the microscope and guess, oh, stomach problem? And Silke would shake her head. Um, liver issues? No. Uh, emotional problems? Yeah. So she was like coaching him, basically. And at one point, she says to the client, she asks about his broken arm. And the client says, I didn't tell you I broke my arm. How do you know that? And dad says, can you excuse us for a minute? I need to talk to the doctor. And dad says, how the hell did you know that? And she points in the microscope and there's an image there that looks like a broken arm. So now dad's very right brain. Left. Is that right, Josh? <laughs> left. Left. <laughs> left brain. He's a numbers guy. <laughs> He's all about numbers. Yes. I figured this out someday. Um, and he doesn't believe what he's seeing. So she did this repeatedly for over a year until dad really understood what was going on, that she was seeing images in the blood that were representing imbalance in the body, true root causes. What they started to do was address what they're seeing in the blood and dad was getting results like he had never had before. So awesome work. He's learning, he's learning. Eventually she's out of the picture. This is when dad starts to get in trouble. Uh, Medicare comes to our father because he's doing really well. And he says, they say, you should provide Medicare. He says, I don't know how to code because I do unique things. So Medicare tells our father how to code. And then a month later, he's brought up on Medicare fraud charges based on the coding that they told him to do. Yes. Uh, we have a book called Medical Conspiracy in America. Uh, you can find it on our website or it's out there. The PDF is free. Uh, we have documentation of conspiracy, medical conspiracy in America against our father. Um, so he gets in trouble again. Life goes on. Well, Dad gives up his medical license. You didn't, what? Go ahead. Story there, Adam. Yeah. So he uses Tell the me. codes that they use. They bring them. They bring them up on code violation charges. One hundred seventy-eight counts, totaling something like seventeen hundred dollars. They call it a felony, and he's forced to give up his license. Okay. At, okay. at the same time, Senator Bill Frist has a nine hundred million dollar Medicare misdemeanor charge. Okay. At this point, it was the lowest felony conviction rate in U.S. history. Yes, and they spent your tax dollars yep. or American tax dollars to go after our father for $2,000 with the fraud, right? Um, so as that goes on, he's got no more license anymore, and he says he becomes free. You know, he's not under their jurisdiction anymore. And he goes to Mexico. He says, heck with this, I'm getting out of here. Um, actually, at one point, <laughs> yeah, he went to Mexico. Mexico is great because Mexico is supportive of medical tourism. Um, as long as you're not hurting anybody, they're fine with all that. Um, and he does great work. Dad becomes very famous for his cancer work in the 90s working in Mexico. So as he does that, Mexico is very unique. There's a point in time we go back to the United States, even though dad said he would never work in the United States again. We went to California. We were working Lake, in Lake Tahoe. And it was interesting because Nevada and California, the border there, one state, our remedies were legal and the other state, our treatments were legal. And we actually found a clinic, an office where the state line ran right through the office. 
So you could literally come over to this side and get your remedy and then walk a few steps and get your treatment. Uh, our life has been very strange. I don't know how many clinics there are or buildings are like that in the world, but we had one of them. There was a point in time the snow gets to dad. He says, I can't deal with this. They get to Nevada City, Grass Valley area, where we had our most current clinics. Um, last one was shut down. Oh, well, you can tell them that one, Josh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's on um, dad went on, was it? George Nuri. And yeah. uh, uh, he was talking a little bit about how dentists don't understand how much they affect the body. Mm-hmm. So this angered a local dentist who kept calling the, the medical board. The reports say he called the medical board two or three times a week to try to get my dad in trouble. So the medical board said, oh, Bigelson, he, he's been on our list before. Um, so they come into the office. There's, there's no search warrant, no nothing. They take our microscopes. They take our remedies. Um, takes us about 18 months to go through the legal process. They said the medical board had nothing to do with it. Uh, yet we had to pick up our microscopes from the medical board and the fine was paid to the medical board. Um, they had 14 or 16 charges against both him and I, and they got one charge to stick. And what it was is we were using porcine embryonic cells. We were using pig stem cells and they would come with a French label and an American label. So we would use the American label on that label. It did not say there was five milliliters in the bottle. So it was false advertising. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. So that's the charge that stuck. We had no recourse. The parents lost their house and all of their money. I had to sell my house because I couldn't afford it anymore. And the clinic was closed down. Wow. Yeah. Welcome to medicine in America in the 20th and 21st century, folks. Absolutely. Yes. It's a wonderful thing. Well, dad was interesting because he fought for his country in Vietnam. And then he fought against his country for your health rights, for your health freedom. So as far as we're concerned, I mean, he's our father, so he's our hero, you know, but he was a true American hero as far as we can see. He fought for people, right? So it comes down to, and I'll make it quick, is is that he was fighting for people's health care rights, but the people were not fighting for the rights themselves. And he took the bullet for it, and we see what just happened. Yeah, yeah. Right? So if you have a practitioner who you love, who you believe in, it's your job to defend them. It's not their job to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. And these days, there's a book, he, there's a several books he wrote, and the Doctors Are More Harmful Than Germs book that he wrote talks about all that just went on recently. And that's the deal is, you know, it's where have we given our power? You need to support what you need to support. So, and dad would always say this too. People would say, fix me, doc. Dad would say, uh-uh, you've been a part of the problem. You need to be a part of the solution. All right. So this is about regrouping people. You do, we need you for the support. We cannot do this all by ourselves, right, Brendan? Correcto, correcto. And yeah, that's yes. that's it. That that um, I don't need, I need to add anything to that, but it's so important, especially for people who are in the trenches, like like you guys are in the trenches, and your dad was in the trenches, and these are the people who we we need to prevent them from becoming martyrs. We don't want medical pioneers and medical heroes, people who are freedom fighters, to be martyred in the process. You know, if, if we get the numbers behind them, that shouldn't be necessary. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. There's much more, more, many more of us than there are of them. Mm-hmm. Now, what happened with this was interesting too. So dad did great stuff. Uh, when the clinic got shut down that last time, uh, dad was really angry about it. Josh kind of went into hiding for a little bit. Um, and then we decided it was time to teach. You know, sometimes when you squash something, it explodes. Yeah. So <clears throat> they think they squashed us and Josh and I started traveling. We went to Seattle. We did a whole lecture series. We ended up getting to Spain. We had over 500 people show up for a lecture in Spain, standing room only, doctors and scientists and lawyers. We made awesome connections and we've been sharing this work around the world. This is not my dad's work. 
This is not ours. This is information that was given to him to share with the world. Mm -hmm. And we did hire private detectives to try to figure out where these two German doctors had learned this. And we don't know. Uh -huh. You know, there's something out there called live blood analysis, which is very similar images, very different interpretation and philosophy. At this point, we are the only ones in the world who do what we do. Okay. Right? So if you think you've had this done, unless you've come to us, you have not. So now, so could, let's Adam, Adam, before you move on, yes. can, we, can I just clarify that? Because I think that's very important because people are going to obviously be thinking, well, these guys are looking at live blood and what you're saying is essentially you're using a very similar kind of, you know, microscopy or technology but what's happening with the live blood people is that they're seeing these weird images showing up in the in the slides, you know, but they're not recognizing the holograms for for what they are. There, the, no, the fun, they're... There's, there's definitely that, but there's a fundamental difference in between our our beliefs and their beliefs. Okay, can you clarify right. that for us, Josh? Yeah, I'm not sure where my father learned from, but it's very obvious that what we were taught is very different than what live cell is taught. Uh -huh. um, if you go to your typical live cell person. And there's got to be some good ones out there, but literally you have thousands of people teaching this. Yeah. You know, we've seen people take a two-day course, Xerox the manual, and teach the, own, the course on their own. Jesus. And when it came to America, it got bastardized. And we're not going to mention names here, but basically they stole some work from Germany. And then what they couldn't figure out, they made up bad guesses. And the answer is always a parasite, candida, or, you know, it's uh, an iron deficiency or vitamin deficiency. So the system uh -huh. is designed to sell you a supplement. Yeah. Okay. And I can get into talking about supplements because I don't believe in, in that either. But we'll just say there's fundamental differences in our belief systems. Yeah. And you, you guys, and you guys seem to want to. You seem to embrace the idea that the body has, you know, almost all the resources it needs, but maybe here and there it needs a little bit of external support. But it's not, you know, by cramming a million pills down your throat. <laughs> it's not about no. external inputs. No. It's cool. about figuring no. out why internally we're stagnating. You got to fix those stagnations let the body take care of itself so dad always said he didn't cure anything he just made the body work properly so the body could take care of itself and people are always looking for an external right. input whether yeah. it's a pharmaceutical or a supplement so they don't have to do the internal work on their own yeah exactly we'll yeah. say right right and, and you know supplements and things like that we can appreciate a band-aid if you can put a band-aid on the crack in the dam or we can get around the other side and fix what's going on with the true root cause that's something we, we can talk about you know, later on as well. But there's a difference between supplementation, taking your vitamins. It's like people taking vitamin C as opposed to eating the damn orange. Yeah. So, yep. um, we can get into that a little later on if you, if you wish. So go yeah, on, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. All right. So we could talk about diet forever. You know, yeah. we'll do a documentary at some point. And for people watching and listening, there's a lot more out there on him. Type his name up and notice he's on Coast to Coast with George Norrie. He's on Guy MTV several times. Uh, Law of Attraction Radio and Magazine, and uh, he did awesome things. He worked with Dr. Emoto. Um, cool stuff. So superhero as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, now, the work itself. Let's get into this. With the work itself, you have Pasteur that talks about the germ theory of disease and that the germs are going to attack you and you need to build up defenses. But then you have Antoine Béchamp and Claude Bernard who say it's not the germ it's the terrain the germ lives in it's the environment the germ lives in now with antoine Béchamp, he looked at the symbionts these are these microscopic organisms in the blood is my video gonna work video yes microscopic organisms in the blood that they do not die they help us to create who we are and they help us to decompose they have been found in all living things plant animal and mineral uh, they've been found in limestone, millions of years old. We looked at them in the soil. 
Um, so these are, as far as we're concerned, there's nothing more important than these little guys moving around in the blood. When dad visited Gaston Naissons, Naissons had isolated one and injected it into a dead rat muscle. And 30 years later, that rat muscle was alive in a jar. So Dr. Frankenstein was alive and well. <laughs> and our mother saw it. Our father saw it. You know, there's a jar with this thing just in the jar. I think it was a heart maybe that was alive. This is pure life as far as we can see. All right. Now, the theory with the symbionts, you have Gunter Enderlein who comes into the picture with the theory of pleomorphism. Mm -hmm. And pleomorphism has been, it's accepted. This is out there. I'll, now, if I'll you look at the a little bit top, about this, Adam. Go ahead, Real Josh. Um, so, um, first of all, you know, these microzymas have also been called, he called them somatids. Um, Wilhelm Wright called them bions. Um, there's a lot of names for microzymas, somatids, sympatites. So different people have different names for these particles. And I believe they are the building blocks of all life as we know it. So what pleomorphism talks about is we've got those little particles we just showed you. Um, and there's they're normal. At the top. What's that? There's so much right here at the top. I just don't know if you can see my cursor or anything. No, like can't that. see the cursor. So okay. number one is the somatids, which are the particles we just showed you. So what happens is the body's supposed to flow like a nice river, but when we get damaged in the river, we start to stagnate. And when we stagnate, our pHs change. And when our pHs change, the somatids will then change based on the environment. The somatids will then change into bacteria. And the change into a bacteria to do a very specific job. All right. So there's no good bacteria. There's no bad bacteria. It's all good bacteria designed to do a very specific thing. So the body starts to stagnate. Garbage accumulates in that stagnation. The bacteria is then formed to go clean up the garbage. And the bacteria's waste product is nutrients for your body. So very, very important here. All right. Now, if we don't fix the, the stagnation, bacteria? what happens is the body continues to, the pHs continue to shift. Right. Now the bacteria become what they would call pathogenic, which is Norwellian word for me what I would call out of balance. So now cool. the bacteria is out of balance. So the bacteria are cleaning the terrain, the waste product is nutrients, while the nutrients are just getting eaten up by the other bacteria. It's like an eight lane road going into one lane road, right? So now your body's not getting the nutrients it, it needs. So what happens then? Well, now the body's bringing in parasites and parasites are there to help you people. If I hear one more person say parasites are the cause of your issues, I'm going to throw up in my mouth a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> parasites are there to help you. The farmers get it. What happens is the bacteria becomes out of balance. The body brings in parasites to clean up the bacteria. So it's like the processing plant. Now the parasites are processing the bacteria. So now their waste product is nutrients for your body as well. The bacteria is not the problem. The parasites are not the problem. They're there because the body is stagnating. The farmers understand right. this, which is really great. So if we don't fix this and the body continues to go down that circle there and we go to a higher valence, now the bacteria turns into a fungus, creates a fungus in the body, right? So uh, the body, at this point, the fungus, what we know from, from mushrooms in nature is, is they're trying to um, withdraw toxicity from the soil. So the fungus is doing that, but this is more of a chronic issue now. So the body, at this point, if you can't fix the stagnation, the body's gonna help you decompose, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right? The problem is not the mold. I've seen lots of cancer based on, um, it's funny because they're right and wrong. They say, well, cancer is caused by a mold. No, cancer is the mold. Okay. Yep. Cancer is a mold, right? And it's reacting based on what's going on you internally. So a lot of things out there, and I think we mentioned it, somebody mentioned earlier um, or last time, lots of things out there will kill this mold. 
Well, they're not fixing why the body's molding in the first place. Traditional yeah. cancer will get rid of your traditional medicine will get rid of your cancer. Most of the time they're killing the whole human being in the process. Sodium bicarbonate can go on there and, and kill the kill the mold, but it's going to come right back because you're not fixing what's causing the issue in the first place. Mm. Now the beauty Tell of about the cheese. What's yeah. Yeah, it's 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 if uh, you get some mold on some cheese, you cut the mold off, the next day you got 10 spots of mold because the yeah. pod, the cheese is still ready to mold. So the beauty of pleomorphism is it can be reversed. You remove that dam from the river, or uh, you, you know, so now the pond becomes a river again. You've got a nice happy balance. The pH is balanced out and the body balances out on its own. The fungus morphs back into a b- bacteria and back into a healthy little symbiote or microzyma. It's this beautiful symbiosis. It's all about balance and symbiosis. Nothing in there is, is designed to attack you. It's all there to help clean and regulate. And so I would call it a regulatory system, not an immune system. Mm, beautiful. So that, beautiful. That's a real quick little basis on pleomorphism right there. What we have seen in the past, unfortunately, um, pleomorphism is taught in a lot of the alternative world as not being reversible. Yeah, and that's not correct. No way, no. shape, or form. <laughs> is that correct? I have I have videos. I have some videos we just shared recently of pleomorphism reverting back the other way. We're gonna it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, so um, it's just it's just a wonderful <laughs> process. The body's always striving to heal. It's always striving for balance. It's never going to be attacking itself. Sometimes it breaks down because it's working too hard. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and let me let me go, Josh. Before sorry, jump, Brendan, jump in anytime because otherwise we'll take over and run the show. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm done with it. Josh, settle down. So we don't have to do the whole presentation. But, um, so Brendan, did you have a thought question? Okay. Um, so with this one, I just wanted to support when you see over here this yeast form. Okay, um, candida. This is this is a hot topic. You know, it's people are going to do these candida cleanses and all the detoxes and things like that. If candida is a fungus, it's a mold of sorts. It's And think about what Josh said. This is Paul Stamets did an experiment. It was an oil spill. He covered the spill. It was on some land. He covered it with mushrooms. And the mushrooms were extracting the oil, the toxicity from the soil, and converting it to organic matter. Now, we have candida in the body. What's it doing? Is it doing the same thing? Yes. So we're not going to kill your candida. All right. It's going to keep coming back. It's the same idea here. Um, We showed you this little um, graphic, which is cool. This is the way it works. This is what our dad did. Our dad looked at a drop of blood. He figured out where there were blocks and he supported the body. And this process reversed itself. Yeah. All right. Things went back into the normal, healthy microzymes, symbionts, bions, whatever you want to call them. Now, the idea with this too is, the blocks in the body, dad came to the conclusion, were based on this Rudolf Steiner four-body experience. Dad's looking at physical blocks in the body, energetic blocks, emotional blocks. This is why Dr. Moto was thrilled with dad's work, or spiritual blocks. Basically, you have a physical injury. It affects your energy. Emotionally, you get a little depressed and irritated. And well, spiritually, you question a higher power. If you have an energetic issue, low energy, it definitely affects you physically. It affects your emotions, and then maybe you question a higher power. Emotions. Your doctor doesn't care about your emotional experience, but we are emotional beings. And dad's conclusion with chronic disease was chronic disease was a thousand percent triggered emotionally. Okay. And chronic is actually a label given to you by a doctor who doesn't know how to fix you. They tell you, we can't help you. You're going to have this for the rest of your life. And I remember as a kid looking up chronic diseases and saying, Dad, you've worked with this and this and this and this. Yep. That's their truth. 
Yeah. Right. When you want to get a second opinion, you get it from a different type of practitioner. Mm. Now, the last one with this too is, you know, the spirit, the ego, the con- mind and consciousness. If you do not believe you can get better, we cannot help you. Yeah. All right. You believe you're going to get sick. You're going to get sick. Yep. Now, blocks in the four bodies. We see this in the blood. And then the symbiont will morph and adapt into different stages based on the blocks in the body. When there are blocks in the body, you will get different symptoms. These symptoms can then be categorized due or through the homotoxicology chart. This chart, Nobel Prizes have been won with work based on this chart. And many doctors have never heard of this chart. Okay. So quick explanation of the pro- the progression of disease and health. Excretion is the first thing that happens in our body. Okay. If you look at the organ system here, we have excretion, skin, sweating. Ooh, it's gross. So we put on antiperspirant because we don't want to sweat. Well, what happens now? The body's got to do something else. Something's trying to come out. So we'll stick with skin here. Now you have acne. Acne is the inflammation phase. Now, inflammation is a hot topic. Inflammation is how we heal. However, when the inflammation becomes trapped, then things start to deposit in the body. Now we have a problem, all right? We came to the conclusion recently there's uh, acute inflammation is good. Chronic inflammation is a problem. You become inflamed, all right? Anti-inflammatories, no. Now, deposition. Sorry, it's been one of the hardest parts of our message is that people think inflammation is the cause of everything. No, inflammation is how we heal. Yeah, when the inflammation is trapped by injuries, surgeries, traumas, we become inflamed. The, the inflammation backs up. Mm-hmm. So inflammation is how we heal. Trapped inflammation is how we get sick. We saw recently the scientists were trying to isolate the inflammation gene so they can eradicate it. All right. Yeah. Dum dum dum. Just die that much quicker. Dum 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 dum. So once again, we've got skin excretion, inflammation. Here's your phases on the top. Okay. First, the body wants to excrete. If that doesn't work, inflammation happens. Excretion is normal. Inflammation is bacterial. The bacteria is coming into the picture to help. It's not coming in from outside. The body is creating it. Pleomorphism is happening. All right. You're doing this yourself. This is beautiful what the body can do. It's amazing. Now, if the inflammation doesn't get the picture fixed here, things deposit, deposition. Now you've got navi. These are like the little brown spots in the body. It's isolating things. Okay. This chart though, top left to bottom right. So this is where the individual comes in, okay? Because if you've got a lot of grief in your life, <clears throat> the organ of grief is lungs with Chinese medicine, which has been around for thousands of years. So this can start to manifest in the lungs, all right? Here's a cough. Don't take cough syrup. Cough for a few minutes. Let it out. We take cough syrup, then we have bronchitis, all right? We take stuff for that. Now you get your smoker's lung. Now it's starting to get into the body. Once we cross this phase... Right here, deposition, this is where things are becoming fungal in nature. You're starting to mold now. The body is amazing. It can take care of a lot of things, but if things build up over time, you start to have issues. Here we now have our allergies, our migraines, our chronic rheumatoid arthritis, all right? Things become impregnated. If we push it even deeper, typically it's a pharmaceutical, a pharmaceutical, a pharmaceutical, a pharmaceutical. Things start to degenerate and eventually de-differentiate. That's breaking down. And this whole column is your cancers, okay? In the United States, the average American's on three to five pharmaceuticals. And they say one in three Americans are going to get cancer right now. Well, one pharmaceutical, two, three, four, five, cancer. Mm -hmm. Easy, all right? 
Now, the awesome thing about this chart is it can be reversed. Same thing. This is your onion layer experience people have heard about. You come to us with a cancer when dad had his snakes. We're not working with cancer now because Josh and I are not doctors. We do have people we work with, more or less. But at this point, you come here, we work with you, and then all of a sudden, you start coming back through symptoms you potentially had before. Dad would say, you came this direction, you got to go back down the road you came through. Mm-hmm. And I've seen recently, I mean, Enderline talked about this, and Asans talked about this, Paracelsus talked about this. Many people throughout history have talked about this until Rockefeller came in and bullied that scene away. Homotoxicology. It's Look important it up. to note there, too. As the, the sickness goes deeper down into your body, it's going into the system where you're weakest, which I think you, you kind of explained there, Adam. But yeah, if your respiratory system is weakest, that's where it's going to manifest, right? If your your general system is the problem, which is generally based on fear, that's going to be where it's going to manifest. So as it pushes down deeper into your body, it's going to affect the system where you're weakest. It's it's all about stagnation. Yep. So we, we don't get caught up much in what's circulating in the stagnation. Because once people do that, then here's your supplement for it. You know, everything is heavy metal toxicity these days. Well, all of us are being bombarded by who knows what every single day of our lives, right? If you've got stagnations in the body, that's where it's going to deposit, right? So what it is, we we generally don't care about. We just know that you have to release that stagnation. The body's going to clean out what needs to clean out. Uh, But once we start to label what's in that stagnation, then people are going to come up with a pharmaceutical to kill it or a supplement that's going to hopefully try to help it also when it's missing the forest for the trees. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Good, good question, though. Yeah, thanks for that. That's uh, that's a good answer. So, yeah, sorry. I think Adam, you were going to say something. Yeah. Um, I was going to say a lot of things. Um, but so the idea, though, with homotoxicology is there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle here. This is a big deal. This chart. So take a look at it and see what you can figure out. Look at your own experience. You know, this is where people you know yourself better than anybody. So you can be your own scientist in a way. Your doctor doesn't really know you right? Dad said doctors lost connection when they stopped doing house calls, actually looking at your terrain, where you're living and what's going on there, right? They had to care about the person. But there's a lot of cool connection. Yeah. But this is neat. This is for us. Everyone is unique. So it aligns with Chinese medicine. If there's a lot of anger, then things are going towards the liver. Dad with his cancer patients, all of his lung cancer patients, grief. All of his liver cancer patients, anger. And if you can't let go of that, it literally eats away at you. All right. The grief thing is interesting because uh, Humphrey Bogart, the Marlboro man, uh, John Wayne dying of lung cancer from cigarettes. No, they had grief in their life and they were too manly to cry. Mm-hmm. Men don't cry. You know how that works, right? I saw yeah. Brendan crying the other day. He's he's a good guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> broke a instead nail. of crying, they smoke. I know you broke a nail. <laughs> instead of crying, though, they smoke the cigarette which thins the blood and lets people deal with stress and stuff, but mm-hmm. let it out. You know, we are emotional beings and it's part of us. You can hold on to those emotions. They will literally eat away at you. That's it's crying okay. cleans the lungs, which Eastern philosophy understands a lot about. And, you know, Western philosophy, we're, we're taught to hold that crap in. So it's just not necessarily, like you said, the cigarette was the problem. That was instead of crying and cleaning your lungs, you, you took in something else that was just going to mask the symptom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now we have the symbiont that morphs through pleomorphism based on stagnations in one of the four bodies. And then you can see her patterns of disease and health through the homotoxicology chart. All right. This is very important. This is the progression of disease. So people do in your homework, right? Now, the next question is, how does the Biggleson method work? Glad you asked that question. When we look at the blood, what we do is, uh, there we go. We review the basics. The red blood cells, the white blood cells, the plasma activity. 
those little symbionts there. Okay. Uh, then we duh, 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 take a look at the platelets. Platelets are how we monitor your inflammation and inflammation is how we heal. So platelets are how, they're how we heal. Now, the smaller the platelet, the more chronic the inflammation and the larger the platelet, the more acute the inflammation. So big deal. Now, as we look at the blood also, the next thing we see are the holograms. This is what people know us for. However, it's more of the theory behind that's more important, the terrain experience, not the terrain theory, but the paradigm. Mm -hmm. We talked about structure, physical issues. Here's a knee from an anatomy book. This is my knee in the blood. This is an air pocket on the side. We take a drop of blood from your finger. It's capillary blood. So it's only big enough for one red cell to fit through at a time. This image, if it was physically in your bloodstream, you would have a stroke. So this is energy representing imbalance in the body. All right. When everything is vibrating at its own frequency, everything is awesome. It's like a beautiful symphony. Something's out of balance. It changes the frequency, creates a disturbance field or an interference field. Holograms are created by splitting a beam of light and more or less taking a picture of an interference field. Mm -hmm. Our microscope splits the light and we are able to see this in this disturbance field visually. And sometimes they match anatomy books. You know, we actually have thousands, tens of thousands of images. Like I said before, we've done this for many, many years. So this is not what we think. It's what we know. Repeated patterns. This guy broke his hand. There's the hand in the blood. All right. Uh, this one's awesome. The femur and Western medicine says this is dirt on the microscope, by the way, <laughs> which happens to match the anatomy books, right? It's pretty amazing. Spinal cord. We see this a lot. This person had an injury on the spine. All right. Uh, you may have seen these recently. I think, Brandon, you sent me something that was uh, more ridiculousness related to pandemic, whatever. They're seeing these in the blood. Uh, never before seen images. People, we've seen this for over 20 years. Okay. So who are you believing? Uh, we've had experience. You know, there's a lot of people that have read the manuals and read all these theories and put theories together. And many people, guys, during this whole pandemic are showing you images that they did not take themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. So with this image, and we what, can't... They're, what they're doing is, is making up false answers because it fits into their narrative. Yeah. And this is where lack of integrity comes into play. And, yeah. and a lot Frustration of, a lot of for us. A lot of it seems to be just sheer, like, uh, there's definitely that, Josh, um, and you, you, you guys can name names, uh, but there's a lot of people out there who just don't really know, you know, they don't have your perspective, they don't have the holographic blood, and they see this stuff, like you said, like, oh my God, we've never seen this in the blood before, and, and then, then, then it's like the narrative is, well, everyone's just been jabbed, and this is like nano, you know, whatever in the blood, and, and they run off on these tangents. Um, yeah. But yeah, you guys have been seeing these for decades, so it's it's not yeah, what that's they're the interpreting. It's the problem. Even the people doing live cell, they've seen these too. They just don't know what they are. So now they're coming up with stupid names for them. You know? <laughs> well, <laughs> so. this is you know this is one of those things where it's like, look, people, you're guiding people. If you don't know what you're talking about, then shut up. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's sorry. We, it's what we talked about too. Is his dad was very, very adamant about the fact that you have to be honest about what you know and honest about what you don't know. Yeah. There's a ton I know in the blood. There's a ton I don't know. And there's a ton I'll never know. And I'm okay saying I have no idea what the heck that is. I'm not going to make up an answer because it fits into what I believe to be true. Yeah. You know, so right. it's it's where people got to check their egos a little bit. But dad was great with that. 
you know so if i don't know what it is that's, i don't know what it is that's that's you know <laughs> that's yeah. how it yeah yeah and it's fine to not well, know and it's like, funny like there's Absolutely. this whole thing in the in the in the truth movement in particular where we have this like anxiety caused by not knowing an answer to something and it's like we have to actually be emotionally mature enough to acknowledge when we don't know the answer and be okay with that <laughs> absolutely yes and to and to know and say when we were wrong you know i had images for years i thought were stem cells was awesome and i would show them to people secretly look at this i'm not sure but look at this and recently um uh, can i say it? i'm saying a name is showing <laughs> we brennan brennan can edit that out you don't know him josh they're sharing images of nano circuitry let's say that Recently, you're seeing images of nanocircuitry. Um, I have those same images. I've had them for years, all right? And we did an investigation. We found them, the same images in tears, in urine, in stem cells, in exosomes, in uh, some of the inoculations that I uh, analyzed, in tears, urine. This is salt. We saw it in saline solution. And I actually shared this information with people that you all know, and they were not happy with me. Yeah. They said, are you accusing us of lying and blah, blah, blah. And whose images are these? And I said, they're mine. And people that you guys know, they're they're sharing images that are not theirs. All right. And it was fun because at one point, uh, Andrew Kaufman actually uh, defended me against that. Um, and I sent him this video. He said, you're right. He said, people aren't going to want to hear this because it doesn't fit their experience. Yeah, well, he's um, out there continuing to work with those same people, too. So it's one of those things. It's not now. <laughs> it's something that we, he's seen forever. It's salt. <laughs> you know yeah. yes yes <laughs> come on yes. guys <laughs> you yeah. know and yeah. they didn't we'll get into this because it didn't fit into their yeah. into their beliefs yep yep right go. and and we you know with what's going on recently you know josh has no interest in talking about it which is great some people are talking about it over and over the problem we're here with solutions yeah okay we're not interested in talking about this is ridiculous get over the problem move the hell forward okay yeah. Yeah. so <clears throat> back to the blood spinal cord we see this one here, you can see on the left side, there's actually some air pockets here. These are this is air, right? But you see the vertebrae and the cartilage. This is this is the X-ray and this is the drop of blood. Like this is matching an X-ray now here. Okay, so physical issues we see in the blood easy. We see energetic issues. Now you talk about the river flows. Josh said well, the body should flow like a nice river, and if a twig falls on the edge of the river, debris accumulates. Now we can detox that debris and cleanse, or we can get rid of the damn twig, right? Now, when we look at the blood, we see scars. Scarring is a form of physical and energetic restriction. And if you look at the picture uh, on this top right one, there's your twig and look at all the debris that accumulates around the twig, all right? Scars can pull you out of alignment. The belly button is our birth scar and it's, it's tight. Most of us have this any, you know, this pretty little belly button. What they don't realize is the belly button's attached, the umbilical ligament is attached to the roof of the diaphragm and the pubic symphysis. They pull that umbilical cord out. It's like a drawstring and it pushes, pulls the diaphragm down onto the liver. The liver backs up eventually. And then you get mononucleosis, mm -hmm. not contagious. Another virus, virus, right? I thought it was caused by a virus. <laughs> Yeah, you thought wrong. Uh, very, very simple, and I'll keep it simple on that. But yeah, they, they pull out that umbilical cord. They tie it off too tight. It's like a drawstring. Pulls that diaphragm down. And when do people get mono? They get it in their teens most of the time because that's when they're starting to grow. So the body's going upright, but that diaphragm continues to pull down the liver, and the liver starts to back up. And this is where your mono comes from. Okay. So the, the belly of midwives got it right. They'll leave three or four inches on the umbilical cord. After a week, it naturally falls off, and those kids breathe really, really well. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Scars, 
Scars are a big deal. Yeah. And it's the body's not designed to be scarred. We'll, we'll say that. We can get more in depth, but we'll be here forever. Yeah. Um, organs in the blood. Why do we see organs in the blood, Josh? Well, because the energy is stagnant. So, and I don't ever believe that the organ is the primary cause of one's issues. There's always reason your organ isn't working. Everybody who's want to do their liver detox or their gallbladder detox these days. Well, how about you just take pressure off the organ so they can do their job? The mm -hmm. organ is not the primary cause of people's issues. Yeah. When it shows up in the blood, I know the area, that area is stagnant. I have to figure out why. So it's about putting the puzzle pieces together. Right. So these images, as I'm just flipping through, we have hundreds, thousands of them. All right. Uh, this last one is awesome. Look at that kidney picture. <laughs> it's like, I've never seen a better picture of a kidney except for seeing a real kidney. Exactly. And this guy is, he, it's awesome. This guy came to us and we just take the blood, put it right under the microscope. There's no preparation or anything like that. We do it in front of people typically when we had the clinics, you know, um, this guy came to us. He thought he was dying. He was afraid of everything. So much anxiety. And we said, dude, a uh, kidney. And he said he was born with one kidney atrophied. So kidney is the organ of anxiety and fear for us. It helps us to process our anxiety and our fear. Mm -hmm. he has one kidney. So he needs some other tools. Yeah. You know, we said, you're not crazy. You're, you're a little different than the rest of us. All right. So he realized that and things have changed for him, which is really nice. We've seen it a lot when organs are removed that it, it, the hologram will show up in the blood because the energy in that area is an issue. It's still stagnation in the area. So somehow you have to fill up that area with energy and that's where the body work and acupuncture will start to come in. They'll get the meridians and the energy flowing through that area and start to fill up that area so the body can start to process more efficiently. Awesome. Right. You got it. Like I said, pictures that match the books, you know, nervous system. And here's the image found in the blood. The person had spinal nerve issues, you know, and we see these images, Brendan, over and over until the issue gets resolved. Yeah. And let me just jump in quickly we'll for, for anyone who is listening to this, the audio version and without pictures. And you're, uh, you're, you're probably at the point where you're going crazy going, damn it, I want to see what they're talking about. Um, just go to the BitChute channel and the video will be there. And if you want the full video, because I will be dividing it into two parts and the second part will just be in the truth adversity for our subscribing members, the whole video will be in there. So just go find the video on BitChute or Inside Truth Adversity and you can get all the images that we are discussing. Brilliant. Excellent. So as we look at things, this was an interesting image. Dad looked at the blood and saw this, and that doesn't look human. It doesn't look organic. He said, it looks like a dental implant. And the woman said, yeah, I've got an implant that's killing me. The body said, get this out. This is a problem. This is the actual implant. And I'm not here to Photoshop and you know lie to people. It doesn't do anything for us. Yeah. This is the implant. As soon as the implant was taken out, the image in the blood starts to dissipate. Mm -hmm. All right. So when we had our clinics, we look at your blood. See an issue, address the issue, look at your blood again, and the blood will change immediately if we've addressed the true root cause or what the body is concerned about. Yeah, It's really, it's a real-time monitor. It's amazing. And we know that science knows, that sounds like a bad word these days, <laughs> um, common sense. I don't know. How do we say this now? A small change in a biological system affects the greater whole. Yeah. So if we can look at your blood and change the blood, we know we can change you. We had someone came to us, he fell, hurt his back, looked at the blood. We see structure, famous chiropractor, works on him, crunches him up, rolls him into a ball, you know, and rolls him out the door. And we look at the blood, guy feels better, blood looks the same. We have him do some cranial sacral work, some gentle manipulation for a few minutes. He feels relaxed, the blood changes. Mm -hmm. So in interesting, right? Just because yeah. you feel better, you want to feel better, take a drug, you'll feel great. <laughs> <laughs> You'll feel nothing. Then to the, you'll feel <laughs> yeah. nothing. Exactly. Yes. Uh, 
Then to the emotions. Dun, dun, dun. We see emotions a lot of different ways. In the end, this is what we're seeing here. Colors represent different things. Blue is shock to the central nervous system. Red is an irritation. The black is what we would call necrotic. There's no energy getting through there. This top left image is actually in the shape of the liver. Top left image, that person died of liver cancer. That's end-stage liver cancer. Yeah, wow. All right. These are older emotions. They're more crystallized, which is interesting. They often uh, get the mislabeled we- as heavy metals. Yes, they do. They do. They're very pretty. Uh, go ahead, Brendan. Sorry, sorry. Could you just say that again, Josh? Yeah, these these images often get mislabeled as heavy metals by right. live cell practitioners. Okay, okay. So as we see these, it's a question of talking to the person. Are they willing to admit what's going on to themselves or not? There are some people we couldn't help because they're just in denial. You yep. know. Um, however, my dad, our dad, his hero was Sherlock Holmes. And it's about putting pieces of the puzzle together. So when you see this image, what you're looking at here is this is the sacrum. It's kind of a side view of the sacrum. And this is an old, this is an old, deep, dark emotion. We call this a worry cell. It kind of looks like what some people were labeling as graphene recently, um, which have been in Enderline's books since the 20s. Is that right, Josh? Yeah. Um, what you're seeing here, though, Brendan, is, is a deep, dark, old emotion on the sacrum. This is early sexual abuse, as we see it in the blood. Okay putting those pieces together, okay? So dad would say there's no secrets in the blood. Um, as we look at things then too, we would treat people. Dad would treat people. We don't treat anybody. And then we're looking at results of a successful treatment. The left side, you can see scar here. This was a scar that got treated. And look, the streaking, it's like the dam was broken and everything is going to start to come out. Mm. This is where you drink a bunch of water and this is all going to end up in the toilet. Let that crap out. Over here, you've got, and these these images we've seen recently, um, this was a hologram, whatever's going on, the treatment got to the root of the cause, and now inflammation is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got, this is a structural issue. Swelling is These out. pieces, what's that, Josh? Swelling is coming out. Oh, the swelling, out. yes. Yeah. The stagnation uh, it, is being released. So we can get into a lot of this. This is a lot of things that we see after treatments, um, but, you know, we really got to just, all right. <laughs> let me do my thing you stop interrupting we'll get quicker on this you know we're brothers um so this image on the right side that was a solid hologram before the treatment so it's like we're breaking things apart now okay mm-hmm. and we also believe that emotions get locked into us physically so you can go to the therapist and talk about it for years you go to the massage therapist and all of a sudden you start crying on the massage table you need to open up physically to release some of these emotions. Everything yeah. is interconnected. This yeah. is the integrative holistic experience. So with our short version of this, <laughs> after 40 years and over 60,000 images, dad's conclusion was health is simple. People are complicated. Yeah. All right. And most of the time, what we say is if you have questions, the answers are in the blood. And <clears throat> the reality is, the terrain is all, and it's new paradigm time, we like to say. <laughs> terrain paradigm time. Yeah. yeah. So for people listening also, not the per- terrain theory, terrain paradigm. So I can stop the sharing, I think, on this one now, if my technology allows me to do so. And we well, can it's important to note there, too, that emotions are a thousand percent behind why we get sick. Right. But once that emotion becomes physical, we have to work on the physical, not the emotional. Right. Once you work on the physical, it makes it easier for your body to release the emotional, right? So if there's pressure on the liver, 
So you're angry, you take pressure off it, you align the body. Now the liver can clean the body, do its job, and it can clean out the emotion on its own too. So it's very, very important. There's a lot of people out there, there's movements about praying your cancer away. And I believe in praying. It, it's, it could be a very good piece of the puzzle. It's, it's energetic, yep, right? Yes. But there's physical work that needs to be done along with it. Sure. Right. Right. sure. So very, very important. Yeah. Well, and to say real quick too, Brendan, you know, some of the things dad talked about was the language that people use. You know, there's no such thing as a side effect. You put mm. something in your mouth, it's a direct effect. Just because they call it a side effect, psychologically, we think, oh, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's like calling us alternative. You know, now we're secondary. Yeah. And you've got vitamin C in the jar, or you've got vitamin C in an orange, and that's the orange is secondary. It's an alternative. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Chronic disease for us. That's a label a doctor gives you when he can't help you. Yeah. So go to somebody else. And, you know, we talked about uh, different issues. Lower back pain is a chronic disease, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know where it comes from? The belly button. Mm -hmm. If you tuck lot, your shirt in, too, hold on once. Well, if you, if you tuck your shirt in on the right side, right here, too tight, you're going to feel it right here, right? Mm -hmm. The problem is not here. It's there. So if the belly button gets tight, the scar is tight, it pulls on the back. We can release the belly button area and then the back can change a little bit. Yeah. So we're looking at the wrong spot. Someone we worked with said, you step on a cat's tail and the cat yells and you're going to shut the cat up. Where's the problem coming from? You're going to work with its mouth. Is that the problem? Or is it the tail that you stepped on? And things are so backwards, Brendan. I looked up recently uh, hepatitis, right? Because uh, we had someone that came to us. It's a great story with that one. Hepatitis is a virus that attacks the liver that causes inflammation. And then you have a problem. Flip that sentence around. You have inflammation of the liver, which causes symptoms that they label as a virus. If we figure out what's causing the inflammation, well, it goes away and the liver is fine. We had a patient way back, a friend of mine, hepatitis. She came in and said, dad's book. I actually mentioned this to Kaufman and Cowan on a webinar at one point. And Cowan just said, yep, but had nothing else to say. Uh, she comes in, she's got hepatitis and dad looks at the blood sees the liver, sees inflammation and sees her IUD, an intrauterine device, which is designed to cause inflammation. She's had it for seven years. Well, she had it removed, which the doctor didn't want to do. Her boyfriend, her boyfriend is all that is man. And the doctor wasn't cool. The doctor, you know, he said, the boyfriend said, you didn't ask us when you put it in, take it out. That's, you work for us. She took it out. Inflammation went away and her hepatitis went away. There you go. Hepatitis doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah, it's chronic, right? It's chronic. It's incurable, right. incurable. Ooh. Um, a, yes. couple of, a couple of things. I know, Josh, you were going to say something a second ago. Um, the, the, uh, let me just say, maybe we can circle back to that. I noticed the distinct absence in the slides that you shared, guys. There wasn't a single image of a virus. What's going on? <laughs> not part of you our narrative. It's, it's not, not part of our narrative. You know, in, in the how many years I work with my father side by side, I never heard him mention the word virus once. Yeah. Right. There's plenty of people you can talk to out there. Anna Maria Adams, Adams Griffin will, will explain what a virus is. Kaufman, Cowan, not in our narrative. It would never came in, into part of our storyline. So you don't treat for viruses. Obviously, you guys get amazing results with people, but you don't treat for viruses. Clearly, no. We don't treat issues. We treat yeah. people. 
This concludes part one of the show. You'll find part two and any bonus materials in my exclusive members-only portal, The Truthiversity. This unique creation is the official home for all my multimedia research and entertainment content. Updated regularly, my members get access to absolutely everything I create, including full podcasts, courses, articles, videos, audio files, live internal events, the whole enchilada. Learn more and book your spot at truthiversity.com.